This episode of Quintessential is brought to you by Bucked Up and Thread Wallet. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode. I'm here in the studio yet again, believe it or not, with Allie. Hey. Why are you here again? You want to tell why? Yeah. Actually, Jordan has been wanting me to be a co-host mm-hmm. since before he even made me a guest. It's true. And so what happened was I had Ali on for the first time and then everyone loved her so much I had her on again. And I had so much fun both times. A lot of people liked it both times. And so I just wanted to have you on again. I think I'm just going to make you co-host. But you wanted to make me a co-host before I even was on the first time. You really want me to say that, don't you? Yes, because it's true. <laughs> it is true. I, I I had no idea how the podcast was going to go because obviously I'd never done it before. Um, so I just didn't know. But, it, you know, when I had her on the first time, it proved to me that I wanted to do it again. And so I think I'm going to just have you on, make you a permanent member. But um, you, you were talking to me a little bit before we started recording about it. Yeah, I'm just here to stay and if you don't like it sorry yeah sorry hey guess what lean (laughs) lean in real close turn your car stereo up and uh kiss my ass if you don't like it but everyone likes it it's been it's been pretty unanimous that people are a fan of having you on um so it was a really easy decision to have you yeah i think it's good and it's fun it is fun do you like it yes so what is your overall i mean it's interesting because i at least was able to do it myself and kind of learn and then you just were thrown into it but you did really good your first both times you did really good yeah it's just really hard actually it's hard to it's fine Mm -hmm. and i love talking to you but it's hard to not or it's hard because you overthink things and then sometimes you're talking to me and i'm not paying attention because this is such a weird situation to be in like talking in a microphone to people that i can't see sharing my deepest darkest secrets it's just weird one of my buddies um, you know him from one of my shows i'll tell you after off mic he texted me and he's like or he dm me and he's like dude it's crazy you have your wife on talking about like her bowel movements <laughs> yeah she doesn't care Maybe i we really should. don't and like that's the worst part about this is i have no filter and so i really have to reel it in and like not do that, not say things because I think I'm going to say bad things on accident. It is pretty hard. And I don't know. I don't really think it matters though. Like just don't be crazy. Yeah. I'm wor- I'll work on it. <laughs> but I'm excited to have you again. I'm, I've been wanting to have you on and there's been a lot of changes recently to the podcast because we have the new space and there's two of us and I want to have you on as much as I can, even if it's not every episode. Yeah. I just want to also say, in my brain, this is still Jordan's podcast. I'm just here to help have him have someone to talk to and banter with, go back and forth. And he's going to have more guests on in the future. Maybe I'll be there. Maybe I won't. But this is his podcast. I'm just happy to be a part of it. Well, I'm happy to have you. It's been really fun. I, it's funny because we talked about this last episode, um, but we've experienced it again we both are kind of thinking in terms of the podcast. Like if I have, if something crazy happens to me, I don't tell you because I want to tell you on here. And we both, we never see each other just because of how busy we are. 
and we like never see each other anyway but now we don't even talk to each other because we're like i'm not going to tell you this shit until it's on mic Mm -hmm. which is really funny um so what i was saying is there's a lot of changes the space the equipment uh, is different we have two of us now i want to make you the co-host and the kind of how the show goes is going to be a little different oh yeah um you know it'll still be the same but i because there's two of us i want to do like some different segments i'm excited about um and we can get into them. I mean, I'll bring them up like when it's time. But the first one of the first ones I want to do is a little segment I like to call that won't do. And basically what it is, is I complain about everything all the time. So do you. Yeah, I'm more. You complain with me. You're more positive than I, I validate am. You. You, you. Do you think you do you consider yourself more positive than me? Yes. Do you? Uh, you know, it just depends. Really? Because I think when you have your days yeah then everything pisses you off like this week yeah this whole week well i mean yeah this week yeah i've been grouchy this week well i mean there's a lot going on we're really busy we never see each other it really is like i'll walk in the door you'll walk out but what i want to do in this segment is i want to kind of gather together some of my main complaints and try not to have the whole entire podcast be complaining and we can just do it during this segment if as best we can that is a good idea do you like that well, yeah, because, yeah, that way you're not complaining the whole time. See, here's just the difference in you and me. You're seeing it as I don't have to complain the whole time. <laughs> I'm seeing it as that, but also it gives me an excuse to go off on these complaints. Oh, shoot. Do you have complaints lined up? I do have complaints. So do you want to get into it? Yeah. Hit me. Okay. Comedians at open mics that bring instruments. <gasps> they do that? Yeah. It's happened only a few times. Because when I go to open mics, it's mostly just normal comedians. And sometimes mm-hmm. there's prop. I've seen one time there was a prop comic that, you know, like the guy that brings uh, puppets on or whatever. That No one really does that anymore, but I've seen one. And then comedians that bring on like a guitar. It's I think it's the most annoying thing. I just really do. Why does that make me think of like jazz when they do the poetry and then they like shake the maraca or whatever because <laughs> it's freaking exactly <laughs> is that what it is well i don't know if that's yeah i don't think it's jazz but you mean like um slam poetry or whatever like in a what yeah. movie is that goofy the goofy movie yes i i remember being like man that club is some that club's the tits they cl- do, do they snap they snap yeah, yeah. and they, all the girls are like hot at least they're like rc <laughs> they're like dog hot yeah they're dogs they're hot as shit some hot bitches <laughs> oh my gosh you see what I did? Yeah, you're so funny. Yeah, I know. Freaking <clears throat> tell me about it. But these comedians, they bring instruments. I've never really seen it, but I just barely went to an open mic on Monday. And there was a, or no, it was not the one on Thursday. I went and there was a comic there that played the guitar and sang. And it was just so cringy the whole time. So is that considered comedy? Because I think that's weird. Well, it depends because the reason they do that is because there's some very successful comedians who have done that. I think like for, like Bo Burnham. Yeah, Bo Burnham. Mm-hmm. And so that's the difference. Like Bo Burnham is hilarious and he's a very good writer and musician. And yeah, so I respect him a ton. He is capable of that, but not everybody. I, you know, I know that's how it goes. Open mics are just for new people. That's why I'm there too. But it's just really cringy. It's really hard to deal with. And <laughs> if it's not good. Yeah. And I already told you about this. What? That I was there at that. Oh, it's actually, it was too different. I just have been, I've been going to a bunch of open mics and so I forget which, which so story. Cool. I know. I just am so <laughs> busy. so busy doing all these open mics. It's so Jeez. annoying because I don't even know where they are. I just step in the limousine and the guy, the guy chives, you know, Josh from Drake <laughs> and Josh. 
drives me to the open mic and I just go in and there, ugh, there's paparazzi and there's people want me to sign. It's just so much. And then I get on and I, sh- I freaking bomb in front of 10 people. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously it's not as cool as it sounds, but I actually never bombed yet. No. Which is really lucky. Yeah, but you're also like really, you're not awkward. So like awkward people usually bomb more and people who don't have really good material, but your material's pretty good. It's, it's good I, and pretty good. It depends on what you're trying out. But I, I do think that because I've had bad shows, but I think you're right. I mean, there was a comedian that said you're not really bombing unless you're acting like you're bombing. And I think that's true. Like, even if you're not getting crazy laughs, as long as you're not like, uh, uh, then it, then you're bombing if you're doing that. Yeah. But there's We're people, not talking at all like that one. Like that one. Yeah. Because we've seen people bomb pretty hard. And I think bombing really is just like if you stutter mess up freak out then you're bombing but there's comedians i've seen that are funny that don't get a bunch of laughs and it's like it's just the show that day for whatever reason but you know that they're like still they're still going to do that material somewhere else and it will be funny Mm -hmm. anyway um that's been something really fun about going to all these different shows is i've met a lot of really cool people but also watching people bomb is hilarious it just is it when i first started i um like couldn't watch people bomb and now i'm a little more comfortable with it because of how funny it is anyway i thought that was funny but so what's another complaint you have then okay is so that people the one, only one comedians with no i have so many really? i have so many compl- are you kidding me of course i freaking have so many complaints <laughs> oh my gosh so how long do these segments last then nothing set in stone here oh, okay so we can figure it out but a big complaint i have you know what actually i'm gonna start off i had to i was wanted to say this at some point and now's a good time a lot of people are like upset with me for some for a lot of things and I'm going to get into exactly why but basically what I want to say is it's having an adverse effect where now I like want to make people I have so much to say that's going to make people upset that now I'm like well shit they're already mad at me so what's going to happen what's the worst that can happen here's my thing why are people mad at you like what what's the issue here well people are mad at me for the church and missionary jokes and stuff. Okay. And maybe I'll get into it. Please. Real fast. Um, leave Jordan alone. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. But no, really, though. I just think that that's... It's just... At this point, I think me and you have been going through it so much that it's getting old. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the biggest problem I was talking to my buddies last night is the people that were listening initially to the podcast were just everyone that we knew because they had no idea what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not like comedy fans searching out a con because if you come to a comedy show or you turn on a comedy podcast you should know that what we're talking about we're just joking or we're allowed to just we're trying to entertain yeah i literally posted the episode and said take what we say with a grain of salt like you have to i think you have to be have a good personality to be able to listen to other people with good personalities talk well it's just a thing like you, you just have to understand what you're getting into like i said on an episode if you don't watch TV shows with subtitles, then you're a dumb bitch, is what I said. <laughs> Did someone not like that? No. People are just sensitive. Someone said something? Yeah, they're like, um, I don't watch TV with a... It's like, hey, go fuck yourself. Well, you are a dumb bitch. Then. Well, you're a stupid bitch. I just told you. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I can't... I don't make the rules. You are. A lot of people have been very upset at a lot of things that we've been doing. Because where we come from is very Mormon heavy. We grew up in the church. We're in Arizona. 
It's just the culture we're around. A lot of people are upset at the smallest level. Like just even me saying a swear word, people are upset and told like telling us not to do that. But then we've been joking about church stuff and I have some Mormon jokes in my um, stand up that no one has seen yet because it's just been people at clubs. But I got in trouble last week because of all the stuff with missionaries. We were talking about missionary TikToks. I was posting some on the Instagram and a lot of people I was surprised were upset. But what were, did they, did they reach out to you? How do you know they were upset? Just like in defense. Well, first off, I got unfollowed by like 20 people. Yeah. Which, I was, I, I mean, I'm not surprised. And it's funny because I don't really care, but the people that are doing the unfollowing are the type of people that care enough. And so that means for them, that's like them giving a message. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's these dumb girls I went to high school with. And so they're like, I will show him. Like they care about social <laughs> you media. Think so? Yes. Well, I also think that maybe because I do know that there's people out there who really seek positivity, affirmations, all the sweet things in life. And so if anything brings them down even slightly, they're going to want to remove it, which is fine. Yeah. And I guess I should say this. I know we're off to kind of a weird bumpy start. But I'm going to say this, try to clean it all up before I get into the next thing. Okay. Um, so basically to explain to people who don't know, Allie and I come from being in the church. We're not anymore. At least we're in the process of like... We've taken a step back for sure. Taken a step back and I'm doing comedy and just writing a lot of... I'm just joking and trying to be funny and like whatever. I do have these feelings, but I'm my intentions are not to disrespect these people that I care about that are still believing in things I don't anymore. It's not my intention to like be malicious. I'm just joking. Um, so first off people are upset at us for doing that, but I just want to say that I'm not like trying to, I'm just posting dumb TikToks on my Instagram. I'm not trying to attack somebody who cares about the church. And so that's where it comes in. It's tricky for me because if I were like actually mad about it and like attacking then i would understand people being so upset at me but i'm not and so that's where it's hard that's really nice of you to like let everyone know that you're you know just to like be more transparent about it but also to people listening if you do like not like it obviously don't listen but two we are humans who want to live our life the way we want to and to hide who we are, to please everybody, is dumb. This is kind of a coming out for both of us. We're going to just be who we are. And if you like it, great. If you don't, then you don't have to because we're all people and we all like things and we all don't like things, right? Yeah, it's just weird. I mean, we're just put in such a weird situation because of the culture that we're around. Mm -hmm. Which is quite awful to grow up in a culture where literally our entire circle believes one thing and if we don't believe in it anymore or we have problems with it, you're kind of shut down. And I think that that's, it's not really fair. Yeah, I don't think so either. And that's where it's weird because like, I, I don't know, no, a lot, I don't, there's a lot of people that don't even talk to me anymore ever since all this. And that's such a dumb thing. Mm -hmm. We haven't done anything. Yeah. And I understand too, like if they find the content not like uplifting, then they- Yeah, but you're just not going to talk to me at all anymore? even answer my texts you're going to well, follow I think me that on social media i think that's where the line is drawn between people who are actually your friends and people who aren't true friends yeah they're, they're not going to talk to you if they're not your friend like if they don't care about you they'll drop you so easy yeah it's insane and so yeah it's got to be hard to like see the numbers dwindle but that's why i posted on my story the other day about 
friendship and like what's a good friend and what's a bad friend and I got into these polls with my Instagram followers because I was just curious and the answers of like what a bad friend is and what a good friend is it was really interesting to see um because some people are like oh a person that's negative or whatever and I'm like to be honest every human on earth is negative at one point or another and if you are going to like define that person by that one negative thing they said or whatever then you're not a good friend. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of these. That's the same thing as what you and I posted on our stories about this one guy that's a Mormon guy posting quotes. What do you mean? That one guy that we were talking about, one yeah. of his quotes said something about like, remove people from your life that aren't happy. Oh, yeah. I know, hated that. In order for you to be happy. And that's like insane because if you have friends that are unhappy you're gonna drop them instead of helping them be happy yeah and like also if you truly love someone and they're like having a hard time or whatever you're going to want to help them instead of be like oh she's bringing me down it's like if you're gonna let that get to you then they aren't a priority to you anyways mm -hmm. like a true friend will make you priority no matter what like season of life you're in I think at least. And obviously it does make sense. Like if you have a toxic friend who's just so toxic and doesn't benefit you in any way, then drop them. That makes sense. But if it's like people who, the reason I've had such a confusing thing with it is the fact that these are the same people that held me in high regard, or at least they spoke highly to me about myself, about how I'm a good friend or whatever. And it's like, oh, you swear? Well, never mind. I'm not even going to talk to you. It's like, wouldn't you take that into consideration that you still want to be friends with this person? It's very interesting. Well, can I say something too? Please. Um, it also makes me think about, and I might get some hate for this, but the culture that we're grown up in, I remember being in seminary or at a like youth conference on Sunday and they say like, oh, if this friend, if they don't believe in what you believe in, like it was, it's so contradictory because they want you to reach out to people and bring them to the fold. But then they say like, oh, we don't be friends with those people because they're bad. They don't believe in what we believe in. So we have it wired in our brains oh, that person doesn't have the same values as me. I'm not going to surround myself with them. And I think that that's kind of crazy because, I mean, I don't really, like, don't know what I believe in anymore. And I would hope that my friends would still want to be around me because I'm still me. I'm still the same person. I still have the same passions and the same, you know, the only thing that changed is that I don't know if my religion's real or not or true. Yeah. That's the only thing that's changed. There's a lot of that. And, and, and I'll be the first to say that I was that same way too. I mean, when you're younger, you don't know we're taught that way. The Mormon culture is very quick to judge. At least it was worse. Now it's getting a little better, but I don't know if it is. But what I'm saying is like, I'm not going to act like I wasn't in the position of saying, oh, these people are bad. Well, that's something else is I was that person one time. I saw someone not wear their garments and I was like, why are they not wearing their garments? It there's other things that you judge people on like in high school dumb things like it oh my gosh she's wearing a bikini or something about modesty i've been the person to judge before and it i think it comes with maturity and it comes with honestly an open mind and being able having changed perspective is great and you know that like wait these things don't define these people and it stinks because being raised this way, it kind of wires your brain to think a certain way to the point of Jordan and I, when we were 
you know, first married or whatever, he's had issues with the church. And at that time in my life, I didn't have, I, I've always had little issues, but I didn't like, I hadn't taken a step back yet. And I remember thinking like, well, do I stay with Jordan or do I divorce him? Because we have different religious views and that's really hard. And I think that it should never get to that point. Like the fact that like, I love him so much. So why would that ever matter? And I think that in and of itself is so toxic, you know, like that breaks my heart now to think that I actually would let my religious views get in the way of like being so happy with you. It's like, that's the way we're taught. That's the way we were taught is like, if someone, what do they even call it? If your right hand offends the cut it off or something, it's like people drop you as a friend. If you have even questions about church people get divorces over church yeah people won't even date someone who's not a return missionary think of all the guys that you're missing out on all the good guys who actually are good people i mean that's a whole other thing to get into but back to the friend thing just i think it's nice that you're not apologizing but kind of being transparent and saying this is what it is and you're happy doing it and so if it offends you, don't listen. Yeah. Uh, like I was talking it to somebody. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like I was talking to somebody about this because when I first started having these realizations or thoughts or feelings or whatever about church stuff or religion in general, I was talking to him about it. And what I realized is when I was going through that, I was a lot more hostile about it. Um, no one wanted to talk about any of it with me. So I kind of subconsciously, would go like to level 10 and I'd be like, I hate it. It's not true. It's stupid. And I'd kind of be like really hostile and attacking just because I wanted to either shut down the conversation because I didn't want to talk about it anymore or let them know how I really felt so that they wouldn't like try, like they'd take me seriously knowing I had feelings about it. And in doing that, I was basically attacking these people that I care about attacking something they care about. And that's not fair to them. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, I didn't know what I was doing. And so now it's different where I'm a little more comfortable with it and I'm just joking and I feel better about it to where I don't care if you are still in the church, not you. I don't care if a person's still in it. I don't want to be. Like, I'm not trying to take them out too. Right. When before it kind of felt like I was like, how do you not see my point of view? How do you not realize that this thing's bad? And that's not fair to my friends and family who care about it just because I have a problem with it doesn't mean they should too. And so I've transitioned, I think, or I hope I've transitioned more into like, just this is how I feel and respect that we can live alongside each other. So that's why I wanted to say my goal wasn't to like attack this thing that people care about. I'm just, I don't feel the same way about it as I. Well, you, I think that the reason why you came off so strong to you know, family members and a few of your friends, if you had those conversations, is because you have been attacked since forever. I mean, what did that lady say when you came home from your mission? He came home because he had to get surgery, like not even anything crazy. And if it was because he did something with a girlfriend or whatever, that's, it's normal human things. This episode is brought to you by Bucked Up. Mission New Year, New You starts now. If you are looking for great workouts to shed body fat and achieve real results, ditch your weak-ass supplements and get bucked up. Sure, you could go another year hiding from your reflection, or 
you could finally own your life and shatter last year's limitations. Transformation takes work. Bucked Up helps with epic benefits, energy, endurance, power, pump, fat burning, and infinitely more. Fuel your fitness goals with the best supplements and gym apparel on the market. Get Bucked Up. Use code JORDAN at checkout for 20% off. Again, that's code JORDAN, J-O-R-D-A-N, for 20% off. I love Bucked Up. I've used a lot of different supplements in the past. Bucked Up is definitely my favorite. Gets me fired up with a bunch of different flavors. You can't go wrong. That's the thing. First off, I I, I had an injury before I left on my mission. I went out anyway because I didn't want to delay it. Because everyone would hate me if I delayed it because they'd think I did something bad. It's it's the whole problem with the church for me has been like every step I've made has been what's going to not make people mad at me. <laughs> but I came home early because I had an injury before I left. And then when I got out, I lost a bunch of weight and just all this stuff. And so it got worse. And I got home. And at the first person I spoke to when I went to church the first Sunday, and I might have told this story, maybe not. Um, I went to church, you know, the Sunday I got back and I was with my family and I was really skinny and I might have been in a sling too mm-hmm. and this lady that I've known my whole life came over to me and she said hey and then I said hello and she goes when do you get your recommend back meaning when do you get your temple recommend back like when are you going to be worthy again because obviously you came home because you had sex with someone yeah. or something and I said oh I still have my temple recommend and she goes well she looked at her watch such a bitch as if it's freaking going to do anything she goes well hasn't been two years Oh my gosh. I said I needed surgery. She goes, why didn't you get it there? I was in the jungle. Like I couldn't. And she said, her son was out on a mission at the time. Have I told you this part? Yes. She said, hmm, my son would have stayed. Like your son's in freaking California. Like it's not the same. <laughs> of, course he, of course he's staying. He's making TikToks. It's not the Just same. <laughs> he's fucking bitches on his mission. That's it. Why would you leave? But it's like, why would you say that to me? And then even if I did come home, like I, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Even if I did do something wrong, how dare you? And that is just a one example of many of times that you've been attacked. And it's just not right. So, of course, when you're wanting to like remove yourself from this toxic thing, you're going to be very, it's like a, a trauma response. You know what I mean? Like you're going to, feel that it's like a high anxiety situation because you know everyone's gonna like attack you so you're already on the defense yeah so i'm coming out like guns blazing yeah but i think that that all took a shift when i started to go through my thing and you didn't feel alone anymore it it made me feel a lot more um validated but also like i didn't know how to because the whole time i didn't want to um convince you of anything yeah and on my side of like the spectrum jordan our whole marriage had been extremely respectful of the fact that like i wanted to be a part of the church i wanted to go every sunday whatever the thing was he would dress up and go even though he'd complain he'd be like "Ugh, i don't want to go but he'd come with me anyways he'd support me he he was so sweet about it he never said anything to try to convince me otherwise It was me who had issues with certain things in the church. I mean, we had the same issues, inconsistencies, you know, the culture, little things like that. Um, And I'm just going to go right out and say it. I was the one who 
you know, it got to the point where my shelf was so full that I wanted answers. And I did look into, basically, I dove into church history. And for me, I, how do I word it? That broke my shelf. And so my world fell apart and everything I knew I didn't believe in anymore. And for those who are listening, if you're happy in the church, don't dumpster dive Mm -hmm. through church history because it's just going to make you sad. Don't do it. And I'm not here to make people do it. I'm not here to bring people down with me or whatever the thing is. Like if you're in the church and you're happy, keep doing you and stay happy. But for me, there's too many inconsistencies and things that didn't work for me. And the way I, I word it with Jordan is like the church wasn't working for us anyways. So when I, so when my shelf broke, it just made everything, it just kind of, we started over. Yeah. But the whole reason I'm even sharing that, which is extremely personal and I haven't even really told my family completely. I mean, I have, I've told them that I don't know what I believe in anymore, but the reason I'm sharing that is just to say like, this was all my doing. I went out and and did research myself. Jordan didn't one time try to step on my toes about the church thing. He's a very respectful person. And I think we're sharing this with you guys now because future episodes from now, it'll be nice to have like this groundwork done so that people know who we are from here on out. I think it's really important. It should have happened a few episodes ago, to be honest. Yeah, I think so too. I, you know, I wasn't sure if I wanted to get into this stuff um, first off, cause it's a comedy, it's a comedy podcast, but realistically it's entertainment. So it can be whatever. Um, but and I know you guys love the juicy details of what we're saying right now. You guys are eating it up. I know it. Oh man. How's your popcorn <laughs> taste? You have butter on there. Cause I know you're eating popcorn driving in the, on the 202 with the popcorn. Oh yeah. They're like, this is some good stuff. I know you can't wait to tell your friends about it either. Oh man. If you're sharing this with your friends and you're saying, look at what these two pieces of shit are talking about. Oh my gosh. Did you hear it? Allie doesn't believe in it anymore. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Did you hear that Jordan doesn't know if God exists? What a piece of shit. That's every girl I went to high school with. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Every girl I went to high school with is like, oh my gosh. In their, in their high fit, high fit class. Jordan. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But they Wait, but, stop the class. Stop the dancing. The music goes like the music scratch. <laughs> Did you know the Quents don't go to church anymore and everyone just like smashes their mugs, mm-hmm. smashes their water bottles on their face? But realistically too, we're very happy. I mean, I've been the happiest I've ever been. Um, I was actually reading some journal entries from you know, when I was in high school, the other day I was cleaning out um, my stuff and I started to read them and it made me sad because all of my journal entries said, dear diary or whatever it was, <laughs> dear diary. Um, I'm so upset with myself today. I I didn't read my scriptures and I didn't write in my thing and I promise I'm going to be better next time. And dear diary, I just don't really want to go to church and I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm, I need to be better person. And just like all my entries talk about how I'm like the worst because I'm not reading my scriptures and I'm not going to church and like how sad that I wasted my life just like talking down to myself because of this thing. So I'm happy now. This is the happiest I've ever been. I no longer feel guilty for any small thing that I do and it's very, very relieving. And so ultimately i'm gonna do what's gonna make me happy my husband happy my kids happy we were talking about this because a big thing with the church a a big thing for me when i have to talk about this with people is people attribute 
others leaving the church to them wanting to rebel. And they, I I guess I can't speak for everybody from what I've seen in the close circle that I'm in of people going through what I've, what I'm going through as well. We're put into a category of like, Oh, you just wanted to not have to follow the rules anymore. And I don't think that's true for most of the people. It's not true. The biggest problem I've seen is it came to a point where going to church, having these things that you need to do, it turned into, like Ali was saying, it just come turns into beating yourself up about a lot of things. And that's not good for your brain. Uh, it's not good for a person's brain to be constantly saying that you're less than or that you're slacking in a certain way or that you are going to be judged by others or that you're going to go to hell for things you're doing. Yeah, what did your bishop say or your stake president said to you? What did he say to you? Because he said something about your future wife, and it makes me really sad. Yeah, when I was coming home from my mission. So here's the here's the problem. It gets really confusing. I was in my mission, and I was had to come home for... It's so confusing. Just say what you said. You I know, but I need to explain why. Okay. The reason I... Okay. I was out on my mission, and I had to come home for surgery, but the only way I could come home is if I basically said that I was quitting. Because the mission president I had didn't want me to go home. He had to write it down, yes. which is the most manipulative thing I've ever yeah. heard. Like, are you serious? He wouldn't let me leave. And I told him, like, my shoulder's hurting and I need surgery. My mom, my parents want me to have surgery in the States, like all this stuff. And he didn't want me to leave because he, I'm pretty sure it would just, it would affect his numbers as a mission president. So he said, like, the doctors here say nothing's wrong with you. Oh, yeah? The doctors in the freaking jungle say there's nothing wrong with me. There's probably a reason for that because they don't know shit. My collarbone was broken and like popping out. It still is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can tell. Anyway, so the only way I could go home is if I basically wrote out a letter, which I had to handwrite it saying, I give up. I'm going home. I quit. And I had a phone call with my uh, mission president and he, call, he put my stake president on the phone and then he put my dad on the phone. He basically just caught me in it. It was so weird to have him guilt me to stay. And my stake president told me, this is the biggest mistake you're going to make in your whole life. You're never going to forgive yourself for quitting. You're never going to whatever. Everyone you're around, this is going to affect how they view you. You're not going to find a woman who like respects you because you quit. And you're maybe never going to get married. Your kids aren't going to respect you because if you're going to ask them to go on a mission, they'll look at you and say, why didn't you finish yours? I'm like, what is wrong with you? And like, if we're going to take a step out of this little circle of how we view missions, someone listening to this is probably like, what? You force someone to leave the house for two years and then you talk to them like that when they don't want to do it? I will say that that man apologized profusely when I got home and the doctor said like, you need surgery today. Yeah. So I will good. say that 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 is a good man. If people who know me personally, they'll probably know exactly who the guy is. Yeah. And he's a very good man. And he he apologized profusely. He was going based off of what the mission president was telling him. And that guy was a piece of shit. You know, yeah. so that's where it's like tricky. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole organization is kind of tricky because you're basing everything off of what somebody who's supposed to be a good, respectful guy in power says. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have problems because of like, the people in power are just kind of crappy people mm-hmm. sometimes. And also just a side note, we don't want this episode to be about bashing the church. We just want to talk about our personal experiences. Um, I don't think we'll ever want to have an episode where we talk about our issues with the church because it, quite frankly, it's just not important. If you care, you can message us personally, yeah. but we won't be talking about that kind of stuff because there's just no need. Yeah, that's where I'm. That's why I said the thing at the beginning of like I'm not trying to. I don't know. If I expect people to respect me, 
and my feelings towards religion in general, then I should give it the respect back and not just completely trash something that they, they care about it a lot. Some people, Mm -hmm. so I can understand the feelings of sadness and whatever that could come from somebody like me trashing something they care about. Mm -hmm. But we're just very close to the situation. I mean, that's, it was all a very confusing time. You know, I was 18 going on a mission, crazy stuff happens and then came home at 19 and everyone just responded poorly and I was confused. I'm like, well, I didn't do anything. And you know, it's just so weird on a young person's mental growth. You have had issues for so long because of it. And it breaks my heart to be honest. Yeah. I mean, and that's where like we were talking about before you read the material and I didn't because I always just kind of had a problem with it anyway. And so when that bad stuff started to happen, I was like, well, going to church makes me sad makes me feel like people are just in my business and makes me feel uncomfortable and I don't want to be there. And so if I'm forcing myself to go, it's putting me in a worse mood. I'm not gaining anything from it. Then why am I doing this to myself? And I even had, you know, people in my life tell me, you included, like you're torturing yourself. It's not just, I don't know, there's no benefit. If there becomes a time where there's no benefit, then what's the point? Yeah, he was trying to stick around in it for me because he was afraid I'd divorce him if he didn't go to church. The day you told me, like, just stop, pick one, do or don't. And then you said, like, I'm fine with either one. Just pick your, do your thing. Stop killing yourself about it. And then the day you told me that, I was kind of like, oh, like, I I didn't realize that was an option because Mm -hmm. I just figured you'd divorce me. And it's not, I would do anything to keep you. I want people who are listening to also know that there are a lot of people who are fence sitters and they're in the gray area and that's okay too. Yeah. And also I guess we should say that this has been a long time coming for both of us. Yes. I've had, yes. It's not it's just fairly one, new for me, but, but also but the, like the issue, I mean, we've been inactive for five years since we've been married. Yeah. And that's we've where it's inactive. like, it's not like we had. And so, so when people ask about this, I've had a lot of people ask about it because we've talked about it a little bit. What, what, what made you decide to stop going or what made you decide to leave or whatever they say? And it's like, well, that's kind of a, it's a loaded question because it's not like I loved it. And then one day I was like, oh, freaking somebody cut me off in the parking lot and I'm never going back. Like, that's not how it went for us. And I think that it should be known that it's just a lot of stuff. And it's like you said, our shelf was getting loaded and the shelf broke and it was pushed over the limit. And it's like, that's, it's different. And I want to say this too, because I get this a lot. My dad said, you know, it's not like it's the culture, like you shouldn't let the culture get to you. Obviously easier said than done. But I would say that too, like when I was still in it, you know, it's the culture, but the doctrine's true or whatever. Um, But for Jordan, he quite frankly, just wasn't very religious anyways. Like he didn't feel that connection. And I'd always be like, how do you not like want to pray and this and that he just didn't have that and that's okay you don't how do you force yourself to have that you just can't like if you force yourself to do that then that's just so exhausting um but for me when I you know dove into church history and it changed my perspective forever it I don't have that argument it's the culture like stick it out like I don't even know if I believe in the doctrine anymore like as of right now I don't I don't believe in it so that right there was breaking my shelf. And now I am trying to rebuild pieces of what to even believe in anymore. And that is very recent for me. That is really recent. And I feel bad for you because that has to be hard. Um, for me, I just didn't, didn't really care at all. And so tell people, him what I did the day after I read the stuff. I don't remember. 
I laid on you and I cried. I oh, ate sad. cereal and cried <laughs> because I was so sad because everything I've ever known, just it, it's just such a big part of your life. So it's really hard. And yeah. like I said, if you're happy, just this isn't me. I don't want people to, I don't want to ruin other people's lives. Like it ruined mine. So just don't do it. Do you think it ruined yours though? Well, I mean, no, because I'm the happiest I've ever been, but it, it definitely is like a traumatic thing to go through, I think. Like, and I mean, we still are going to have to continue to go through it because our circle is yeah. every, everyone we know is in this circle of believing the same thing. And now we have to find a new circle it's or hard. hope our circle accepts us. Well, yeah, it's hard. Like I remember um, years ago, I remember I was having an actual heart to heart with one of my friends. And I said, like, I don't know if, I just don't even know if God's even real. And he like interrupted me. I was like, whoa, 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 don't say that. And in my head, I'm like, oh, freaking, I'm like, I wasn't attacking. I wasn't doing anything. I'm like, oh, so I can't even like talk about how I feel with someone that scares people. And so that's where it, when you have something like that, even if that guy didn't do anything wrong, like he wasn't mean to me, it still was like, oh, now I know that no one's going to listen. Like I can't say anything about it. Mm -hmm. And that's scary too, because then you start to go crazy. Cause you're like, am I the only person uh, I, like, I'll be honest. I'm not religious at all. I don't think I ever have been. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Religion as a whole makes no sense to me. And to be frank, I don't care to hear about it at all. Mm -hmm. There's a few things I want to say and we're being very jumbled, but I think it's okay. It's, it's okay. A, it's if you've a, made it this far, thanks. <laughs> yes. I don't know how long it's been, but, um, this is a long time coming, this whole conversation. We've, we talk about this. We've been talking about this a long time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have said they want to hear more about it. But what I wanted to say is a few things. First off, a big reason why we're finally talking about it now, at least for me, is because there's been a lot of people that I've known a long time kind of coming out of the woodwork and being like, me too. I'm going through the same thing too, and I'm too scared to talk about it. For real. Like, I posted a story on my Instagram about the missionaries or no, no, no. It was that guy's quote. Mm -hmm. I posted some church thing. I'm like stating how I was against it. And I got a lot of people unfollowed me. At least it felt like a lot, like 20 people. I probably have people unfollow me too. I'm going to check right now. A lot now. of people. And then I had a lot of people reach out in, in, um, agreements with me. And it was people I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I'm going through this too. Or I've, I've left the church, you know, a year ago. And they're like, I'm too scared to talk about it. Everyone. It's scary because no one, you don't know where other people stand and we have been raised for people will drop you. People will not want to be your friend anymore. And it is very, very scary. People I've been friends with since elementary school, junior high and high school won't even talk to me anymore. And it's like, you know, whatever. Um, but I just want to say to all the people that are going through the same thing as we are, because there's a lot. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You're not alone. No, you're not. Because here we are talking about it. And yeah. so I wanted to talk about that too. And then what was the other thing I was going to say? I don't know. I just think that's important. Like w the goal of this isn't to just go crazy on the church. It's not about that. It's just to just talk about it. A lot of people have asked. Because this is who we are. And I, I do compare this to like obviously being closeted. Like you have to like put aside who you are so that people don't judge you and people will welcome you in their circle but i how are you supposed to do a podcast and talk about things you want to talk about if you aren't who you are so 
this is a coming out episode. Yeah, seriously. It's, it's this is crazy. where we are at our point in life right now. So, yeah. And it just sucks because all these problems we're having, I was talking to someone about this the other day. All these problems we're having are based strictly off the fact that we were born where we were born. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, all the problems you and I had, even in our dating and engagement. Yeah. Like, should we, shouldn't we? <laughs> because we right. don't agree on stupid church stuff. Yeah. None of those things would have happened if we weren't even religious at all. Oh, but this is what I was going to say too. Um, a lot of people have been reaching out to me and like talking to me about their experience. And I do, I love to hear about that um, because I care, of course. But then there's a lot of people that are like, just like seriously random people are like talking to me about it too. And I'll listen. And then they're like, yeah, like, I think there's a God, just not a guy, old guy with a beard. And I'm like, oh, I'll stop you right there. <laughs> I don't care. What? <laughs> I don't care. You don't care. I don't care. It's fine. But I don't, I'm like, I don't want to actually talk about that because I don't care at all. And you don't really know. No. Like, you don't freaking, know. Okay. We do have to talk about this though. Uh-oh. Why does anyone care if there's a God? Why? I'll tell you what I mean. The only thing I hope is real is that there's an afterlife and I get to see my family. That's all I care about. That's yeah. it. If there's no God, then a life makes a lot more sense to me. It really does. The science. Everything about it makes more sense to me. Yeah. And that's okay for and people so, listening who are like, Aah! that's why I'm saying, why they does don't that even make, like to hear that? Why does that make people upset? I don't know. Well, it just does. Well, I don't understand why they're like, I don't think there's a God. I hope there's not because it makes more sense to me. It just does. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. The only thing I hope is real. Like I used to say, I only hope God's real so that there's a heaven and I can see my family. Yeah. But guess what? That same God freaking will damn you to hell if you drink a cough. <laughs> I drink some coffee. See you in hell. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hell sounds like the tits anyway. If I'm being honest. Oh my God. If in hell there's going to be coffee and freaking drugs and alcohol, we're banging. We're hanging out. Well, I feel like we've shared a lot of our like opinions and like basically shared the how personal it is and all that. But if people have any more like questions or care at all, like my DMs are open and I'm sure yours are. Yeah. Except for you just don't want to hear about what people believe in. It's fine, <laughs> I guess. But like, that's not the problem for me. Yeah. It, I really <laughs> don't care. People are like. I just like maybe we're all energy and I'm like I <laughs> and I have care. been I've been bugging Jordan so much with that kind of stuff because now I'm like wait but like what about reincarnation or whatever just like okay. I'm just so funny about what it what would you want to be reincarnated as if you can't be a human what would you want to be mm, if you're an object the, what would be the easiest thing to be reincarnated as easiest how, in which way like, I don't want to be a shark because they the water is scary. But if you're a shark, you don't know. Ugh, but fish are gross. If you're a shark, then you're the shit. What's the problem? I'd rather be a shark than yeah, a Yeah, but freaking... then a shark could eat you. you. That's still scary, the dangers of the ocean. Well, you better start working out. <laughs> better start swimming fast. Like... <laughs> <laughs> better start jumping out of the water. What about catching... you? Do you know what you would be reincarnated as? I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be cool to be like an eagle or something. I knew you were going to say eagle. You always use eagle. Oh, sorry that that's the best answer. I know, but that's... I know, it's cool. I'm just saying. 
Well, let's think of something else. If it's okay, just... maybe a panda because they're cute and they just like are fat and eat all day. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. And they eat bamboo, and bamboo is like super nice. Superfood. It's a, is it just superfood? I don't know. No, but bamboo is like recyclable, and I don't know. I like the bamboo washcloths I have. So. Oh yeah, there's some people that we know that have bamboo baby diapers. They're like yeah. the best. Yeah. They're they're super absorbent. Well, what's something else? I mean, if it's an inanimate object, what would you want to be? A lot of people say like a tree or something, mm. um, but I feel like that's lame. Yeah. I don't know. I Probably feel a like, microphone so I could hear everyone's secrets. I don't know, but then you'd have people like <laughs> Breathing coughing and you. burping into it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be cool to be something like a, what about like a little plane? A plane? Yeah. That'd be Fly cool. around. Until you get shot down. Shot down at freaking what? In World War II? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're going to reincarnate and go back in time somehow? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, maybe there's more you wars. You never know. Sometimes they just stop working and they fall for That's no true. reason. That's true. There's a lot of people because I wanted to get my pilot's license. Mm-hmm. I thought about it. But then there's a few things. I have complaints and you know that. Of course. But one of the reasons I, I wanted to get my pilot's license because I thought it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. There's two reasons why I decided not to. One of them is that I don't want to die in a plane crash. That would be horrible. But unfortunately, and you know this about me, the main reason I decided not to get my pilot's license is because I'm getting so freaking annoyed of all the people getting their pilot's license. And you know that. There's so many people that we know that Are just there? post pictures of them next to a plane with holding <laughs> a certificate. It's so freaking... Jordan doesn't like to do the jump on the bandwagon. That's his thing. I just have such a hard time with like... I really have a hard time with repetition. We've talked about this. I really, really, really hate it so much. And so when I see somebody posting a picture once a month of them in front of a plane holding a certificate and they're like, oh, I got my freaking first time flying a plane with my thumb up my ass certified. It's like, dude, I've seen it all. I get it. Yeah. I don't know why it annoys me so bad. but it shouldn't annoy you. It does annoy me. They're just happy. I know. And I'm a piece of shit because I post me on stage all the time yeah you you are repetitive with that <laughs> i know I, yeah i know we're you in a butt. we're in a pretty good groove with that what it's our whole schedule like we're in a pretty good groove oh, of like yeah. doing the exact same thing every day so i mm-hmm. get it i just have a hard t- i just get annoyed so fast of a lot of things and that's fine because most people do just some people aren't as vocal as you are about it i just like i don't understand how i'm the only one that's annoyed by it that pisses me off mm-hmm. i have a really hard time when something annoys me or i think something's crazy how am I the only one that thinks that? This episode is brought to you by Thread Wallet. Thread Wallets make functional and unique products to help you carry on. Declutter your life with minimalist wallets, lanyards, crossbody bags, and tote bags, all designed to be the ultimate sidekick for wherever life takes you. Their products are durable, stylish, and slim and make carrying your essentials easy. Their elastic wallet keeps all your cards and cash secure without being bulky. Clip it onto a thread lanyard with one of their lip balm holders and your keys and you're ready to go. Whether you're climbing a mountain, traveling the world, or just heading to work, Thread Wallets is there to keep it all together. I love Thread Wallets. I'm sick of having a big fat wallet in the back pocket making me all off kilter when I sit down. Having everything in one place hooked onto my keys is the best way to go. Check out all their carry essentials at threadwallets.com. I hope that this has been not too upsetting or sad or whatever. And I I think mostly, like you were saying, just kind of get it out of the way. Getting it out of the way. We're coming out of the closet. We're also letting you know that if you feel the same way, you're not alone. If you want to talk about it, we're here for you. And look forward to like crazy, fun episodes in the future. We just want to be entertaining 
be funny, make this like a safe space. Yeah. And I think it's important that we brought up like, just tell you how we feel, get it out of the way, because also tying in the fact of like, we're not trying to attack. Mm -hmm. So laying the groundwork and laying a base of like expectation. Yeah. And we'll try not to talk bad about the church because we do have negative, negative things to say. So we'll try not to, because that's like not the point. Yeah. I do, however, have a lot of material on stage where I talk bad about the church. So if you want to hear it. No, you don't. You don't think you don't so? talk, Yeah, you've heard it. You don't talk bad about it, though. <laughs> I just make jokes. But people get upset either way. Exactly. So you'll be hearing from me more often, too. I hope you don't mind. Do you have anything else you want to say? Nope. Should we do anything else or just wait till next week? Wait till next week. You don't want to do a would you rather? Because I have one. Okay. Okay. So we're going to do another segment real fast. Okay. Called would you rather. Okay. So we're going to do would you rather right now. What I want to do is I want to do a would you rather here. Okay. I'm going to post it on the story so I can get everyone's listening. I can get their choice, their their answers. Oh. Okay. Okay. Then hopefully next week we can revisit the answers mm -hmm. and find out the results and then we can do a different one and then carry on that way. Okay. Would you rather have sex with the bad guy from Hercules? Hades. Is that his name? The blue guy? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Or the bad guy from Anastasia? <gasps> Hades. Is his name Hades too? Yeah. No, it's not. No, no, no. Rasputin. Is that his name? No, the answer is Hades. The one from Anastasia is Rasputin. Uh, why he's dirty and grungy and he like sings to bugs he does sing to <laughs> bugs he'd probably freaking take you to town too well hades will like take your soul he seems like cool. he he's kind of funny though he's kind of funny he's funny but rasputin's like dirty and he like has green flying things around him <laughs> yeah but maybe those little green flying <laughs> things will I, talk get dirty. like a bug on my face i'd be like, eh. like the green souls will talk dirty in your ear though while you're while he's taking you to town the answer is Hades. Hades blue. Mm -hmm. Who do you think has a bigger hog? Rasputin. You think Rasputin's got a big old dong? Do you know yes. what's funny is there's a real human. Are there Russian? Are, he's Russian, right? There's a real guy in history named Rasputin uh -huh. that ha apparently he has a huge like cock. How do you know that? Because he's been dead for a long time and it's in a museum and it's like 12 inches soft. Are you not? Are you lying? No, I swear. Is that? Did you make this all connect? No, it just so happens. <gasps> So. You just know that? Is that why you're like, is that really his name? Look at this. Look at this Let picture. I mean, you can't look at how big that is. Soft. They kept it? Yeah, it's in a museum because how huge it is. That's horrible. According how long? this this article says, according to rumor, Rasputin's Johnson. Um, and then it says, cut me some slack. It's hard finding different words for the male sex organ without sounding like cheap paperback erotica. <laughs> <laughs> it says, according to rumor, Rasputin's Johnson developed its own cult following in the years after it was said to have been separated from its owner. Legend says that in 1920s, Rasputin's daughter Maria discovered a group of women in Paris that had been venerating her father's penis. Venerating means like praise, like Jeez. big praise. They believed it could bestow fertility they even handed out small pieces of it to those in need. Pieces? I don't really understand how that like, works. What, use a cheese grater, grate it up, and let it grow back? I don't really know, but this is what the story is. For anyone fake. who doesn't know. No. Well, maybe that's part's fake. The pieces. For anyone who doesn't know, there's a person named Grigory Rasputin, the Russian. His name was the Mad Monk, who served the Romanov family. So this is like... This is Anastasia. Anastasia. 
So he does have so a So he does have a big weenie. old cock, yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. I had no idea. And the reason I asked this question for people who don't know is we just watched Anastasia today. Yeah, it's not like you were like no, digging and found this information. Like we were literally, I watched it this morning with Blake for the first time. And that's what made me think to ask the question, but I had no idea. So I had forgot funny. about this. That's hilarious. So it says, um, the mad monk who served the Romanov family and indulged in legendary debauchery was rumored to be pretty stellar in bed. So much so, in fact, that one woman claimed to have had such an intense orgasm that she fainted. Can you imagine that? That would be horrible. You've almost been there a few times, right? Last night. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> it was kidding. sad. I had to get you a cold compress and some Tylenol because you fainted. Oh <laughs> it was pretty scary. You fainted all the way off the bed, but what are you going to do, you know? Yeah. And it says, according to the 1978 African, who cares? Let me find a different thing. And it's all, it is only natural then that after he was allegedly poisoned, beaten, shot, and drowned... Jeez, all the things? All, yeah, the the, <laughs> the trifecta or the Holy Trinity or whatever. There's four, I guess, actually. In December of 1916, Rasputin's infamous instrument of love would linger on. It's in a museum now. It really so is. So that is real. That is real. It's real. It's, history, it's in the so history So I knew books. that Anastasia was based off a real thing. So was he like a sorcerer Well, that's why they, guy? maybe because it, it says the mad monk. So maybe he was a guy who like got into black magic. I have no idea. I have Probably. no idea. I had that's never thought about this. crazy. I that, heard about this years ago. Everybody look up his weenie right now. Yeah, look up Rasputin's penis. Let it's me see. It's in a jar. It is in a jar and it's big. It's All real right. big. So, you, so the answer is still Hades. I feel like he would be softer. He kind of seems like a weenie in the movie. You know what I mean? Like he just, and isn't he just like kind of smoke? His, he looks like, um, he's, he has a real body, but his head is covered in flames. Yeah. It's just like blue flames. I feel like it would be kind of nice. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be kind of nice. It'd be more serene. I feel like. Serene. He's on fire. It's cold. It's not red. It's blue. It's like blue he's like means a soul. even hotter. Isn't he a soul though? I don't know. He has a he's got a horse cock though, probably. I don't really care. I just want it to be over with. And Rasputin scares That's me. That's true. Rasputin would curse you. I just you. want it in and out done. That's true. Yeah. Well, you think? Yeah. Okay. So that's your answer. Yeah. So okay. Gonna, I have a. I have a would you rather? You have for one you. too. Okay. So and I'm it gonna, has to do with sex too. Oh my gosh. Podcast after dark. Okay. I was thinking about this, and I was gonna ask you the other day. Would you rather have the best? Oh, of your life. You know, we don't have kids around us. You can say the word, right? Yeah, but that's just what we call it anyway. We do call it an O because that's what the first initial of orgasm is. Yes. Would so. you rather have the best O of your life mm-hmm. or get every vertebrae of your back popped? I mean, I'll pop my back any day. <laughs> any day. That's all I want. And you know that's the answer I'd give. Well, actually, I didn't know. I mean, think about it. The best O ever. Maybe the orgasm would be so intense that it would pop my back too. <laughs> get both i'd go yeah and i'd arch my back so heavy from how good of it feels that it would pop my back so that one well i also got the best orgasm of my life last night too you fainted and i had the best of my life. <laughs> oh my we had the double whammy we both just woke up in our room on the floor because you we both fainted mm-hmm. so i don't know that's a good question i guess but realistically every vertebrae in my back because your back never pops my back never pops Allie's, your whole back pops all the time yeah Multiple times a day, I'll pop your entire spine. Yeah. Mine, I'll maybe get one pop. It's really sad. It's very sad. I and went unsatisfying. To a, for both of us. Yeah. I went to a chiropractor years ago. Do you remember this? By our old house. Yeah. I went to a chiropractor because we got given like free 
for it was christmas someone gave us like no you got me a groupon or something yeah i got you groupon it was years ago that's so f- crazy i went there we went there together and i told the chiropractor no one ever pops my back i said i can't get it popped i've gone to chiropractors before i think it's from my surgery i have scar tissue in my shoulder blade from it mm-hmm. anyway and that chiropractor really tried and he didn't get any pops and i was bruised do you remember that i remember he that. bruised me up because he was trying so hard he's a good guy i don't really i'm not mad about it but it was funny like he thought he could and he, he thought couldn't. he could and he didn't he was sweating the whole thing so do you have another one just the only one okay well i'm done do you have anything else you want to say nope hope you enjoyed yeah thanks for hanging out with us i had someone tell me well a lot of people have said positive things about us doing it together which i really appreciate um somebody told me that they like it because it's just like they're hanging out with us so i hope that everyone got the same vibe it's fun we're fun i have a lot of fun i thanks for coming and hanging out with me i love you so much um you i'm talking to you yeah (laughs) you weren't looking she wasn't looking at me when i was (laughs) (laughs) we gotta figure out a way to close this baby up i'll close it right now um follow us on instagram you can follow me at jordan r quent or you can follow ali at a baby q well why not you're a co-host yeah but i'm private oh that's true you can follow me and you can freaking you can send in a request ali you're not going to get followed follow quintessential follow quintessential pod on instagram and send in your stories questions and anything you want to say to our email oh quintessentialpod at gmail.com or send in a dm honestly Send in a carrier pigeon. Do whatever you want. If you want to know dirty details, you got to send something in. Oh, we got them. We got yeah. the dirty details. And if you don't, we'll still share. <laughs> That's true. If you don't want to know the dirty details, I'm still going to talk about my asshole right away. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for coming, everybody. Send it to a friend um, if you enjoyed it. And please, same time, same place next week. How about that? Mm-hmm. Sound good to you, Al? Yep. See ya. See you guys. Bye. Bye.